0: <laughs> for life. Yeah.
1: Bullet cast. What's going on? It's Daisy. It's elite
0: podcast. Ain't nobody better. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is I, your mother's favorite podcaster, the guy that has the password to your mama's phone. And the new Bullet Cast Podcast Champion. Yes, what, what, 13, 14 times around the sun? I've lost count. I've had it so many. Nonetheless, the Microphone Messiah is back with another episode of the BC. Episode 366, the seven-year anniversary pot. For seven years, we have never missed a week. I have been the constant in your ears, in your eardrums, giving you ear gasps. For seven consecutive years, and I'm never going to stop. I'm joined by the former podcast champion, the guy who's been with me since day one-ish, BT, the Canadian destroyer, Brandon Tanguma. Brandon, seven years down, so many more to go. How you doing, brother?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing fantastic. You know, you're the new champion. You won on a show you probably didn't even watch.
0: What do you mean? Clean sleep as I do.
1: Then, pop quiz. What did Joe Gacy put on the table in the in the hardcore whatever fucking match that was called?
0: I fell asleep during that one. Oh, OK.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah.
0: What Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker? Dusty Rhodes tag team classic winners. Lola Vice cashed in her little contract. Didn't work out. Vicarious still the champ. Carmelo turned on trick. He whooped that trick. Hello. ah, uh, come on now. Stuff was going down, man. Oh, but we're we're here to talk about a lot. A lot has gone on since we have last recorded. the The wrestling world has been in a frenzy since uh since Friday night. So, uh, before we uh, before we get into that, seven years, man, how do you feel?
1: I feel old because I remember I walk at home from SF or walk to my car from SF State, and you text me. And it's like, "Oh, I'm doing this podcast thing. You want to come on whenever next week, next tomorrow?" I was like, "Sure, why not?" and I'm gonna turn 30 in five months, so gonna die soon.
0: I mean, come on, man, we've had a good ride. We we've done some cool, some cool stuff, right? Right?
1: Yeah, maybe got some more cool stuff waiting in the wings. A couple weeks, you know, have to stay tuned. Watch out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. out. We we've done some cool things, man. The, you know, the, the interviews and and everything in the and the and the podcast championship and the in in the Zoe being the first ever BulletCast champion a lot of a lot of cool stuff has been done here you know we have a hall of fame and all that other stuff Thank speaking you. of feeling
1: old starboy charlie i saw turn 21 what the hell i thought he was going to be like 15 forever
0: right oh he he's 21 now that's i thought he was like 23 jeez girl. wow okay well happy birthday starboy charlie uh we were both his first interviews there you go Yep. Yep. Uh, I think he's due for a, probably
1: the last interview I've ever done on this podcast.
0: I think he. I think he's due for a return. I, I think. I think he is. Uh, but no, thank you to everybody who's been an interview guest uh, over the years. It means a lot. Uh, from from you know from all the all the big names, all the independent stars, the people coming up in this game. Uh, thank you to the fans for listening. Uh, the, our graphic designers, all the ones we've had over the years. Uh, thank you, all the people who have been on the show. You know, Katie, Baby Huey, Brian Tronic, uh, Mitchell. Uh, Carlos, Sean, AJ, uh, Flo, uh, what? Who, I I know there's some other people in between that, but uh, yeah. Thank thank you to everybody who's uh, been well, a who, part who's of. Who's
1: the-, the name of the uh the one guy we did at your uh, at your grandma's house? The one and done, my favorite guy ever.
0: Oh. Oh my God! What was that guy's name? Oh yeah, he uh. He sang the Firefly Funhouse. R.I.P.
1: Bray. Drop the drop the sound right now. Yes. We're really that, glad that you are our friends. Yes, Just that friends one. That never uh, end.
0: Yeah, that one. Uh, Chris, the King of the Hill, my uh, brother. He he was on the BC for a quick little minute. Yeah, he was
1: a. Uh, that was a that was a good run. I month run. I had to drive up the hill to his house. Yes. Yes, yes. Like yes. one podcast we did like a pay per view podcast there.
0: Yes. Yeah. we did the one hundredth episode there. I think too. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. A, a lot. A lot of fun. But, uh, yes, yeah, so let's talk about let's talk about SmackDown. So we're going to break this up in parts. Roman Reigns comes out there. He cuts a promo obliterates Seth Rollins, obliterates him. He says, let's talk about my little brother, Seth Rollins. You no know, pop. Exactly. What kind of workhorse walks like this starts gimping around. Um, and but he, he disrespected the hell out of the world heavyweight title. He's like, that's the loser bracket title. You know, you he, what else did he say? You know, Seth, I work 10 times less than you, but I make 10 times more money than you. What do you want, Seth Rollins money or tribal chief money? He says, Cody, you can face the number two guy or you can face the number one guy. I'm not going to beg you. What are your thoughts on the Roman Reigns promo? That just that part of this.
1: Uh, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. He was just menacing and just full of himself like he should be. Um, I don't know if there's some more context there because I think it's well known that. You know, out of the Shield guys, I think Mox and Roman are pretty close. Mox and Seth are kind of close, than Seth and Roman. You know, obviously, they're kind of two of the top guys in the company, but Roman's on a different level, as uh, another level, as the t-shirt says. So, I don't know. Levels above. (laughs) If if there was some, like, you know, friendly or not so friendly jabs there. But uh, I thought, you know, maybe his best heel promo in quite some time, just because he hasn't been there a lot and the bloodline's been... Kind of stuck in the mud since the since SummerSlam, so I thought it was really good stuff. I mean, overall, I know we're gonna break it down for different segments. I thought this segment was very good in like many different parts, except for like one specific part, which is the part that everyone got mad about.
0: Uh oh, sorry, I was I was hydrating. Yes, and then the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes comes out. You know, they showed Cody arriving to the building. He had Pharaoh with him and all these things. You know, they went to commercial during his entrance because you know, want to see what he was gonna say. You know, Roman tweeted out, it's decision time, Cody. So, Cody says he wants to take everything from him. You know, the, the, the fans, the camera, the ring, he wants to take it all away from him. He he clarifies, that is the title that I want. But he said, not at WrestleMania. Before what happened happened, that part, what were your thoughts?
1: Um, so, th- well... I guess it kind of bleeds into the next part. Um I don't know what the point of this was of Cody coming out and then not, you know, deferring the title match. Um there's been so many conflicting reports, so many, you know, this was the Rock Roman was the plan the whole time. Oh, Cody was told he's facing Roman. Oh, you know, this that and the other. So I I don't know what the hell is the real story. Somewhere in the middle there's the actual truth, but um this is the part I didn't like. I didn't like, you know, Co- and they're in an impossible position, I think, which is why I don't understand if you're going to do Rock and Roman, why did Cody win the Rumble? I get it. Punk got injured. Just have Punk win the Rumble. You can have him defer it, have Drew win it or something or another. I. Cody looked like such a Punk. He looks like he's been talking about finishing his story for so long And then he finally gets it. He was so over the top at the Rumble. He was like, okay, we're finally getting this. And then he just like, okay, I don't want this now, which is the antithesis of what his character is. He's been on this journey since he came back to the company.
0: I think maybe Cody versus Roman was the plan. I I mean, you talk about it. I mean, we all felt it at the Rumble. He's pointing at Roman while his song is playing, You Took My Dreams But Not My Name. Like, we all felt that. But then I guess they found out Punk was hurt. So may maybe I mean maybe. May, maybe they had to call the audible for for Dwayne once Punk got hurt. Maybe that's the case.
1: From what I've gathered, it seems as though Rock, when he was on the board, it seems as though he when he made when he w- went to the TKO board and he was a part of it. This was like a little bit of part of the plan. It was always going to be Rock and Roman at WrestleMania. So then why so, would
0: Cody win the Royal Rumble? That that's,
1: that's what I'm saying. It makes absolutely zero sense. I know there's been you know conflicting reports of Cody being told he was facing Roman, you know, the week of the Royal Rumble, but you know, WrestleMania 18, the Rock learned from the GOAT of this, uh, Hulk Hogan, when you know he turned that Toronto crowd against him. And I think the Rock definitely he learned that day that he, you know, he should think for himself. And I think this is the biggest power play and the I, biggest kind of political move I think we've ever seen the Rock. Do. I
0: don't, I don't think, I don't think that's what happened. I mean, we could be going into a triple threat scenario. I think that's because okay, so Cody says not a WrestleMania. Rock comes out, he uh says something to Cody shakes his hand, Cody walks off. They film Cody walking away, so you can get that sympathy. And then Rock and Roman finally have their first stare down. It set the internet in a frenzy. <clears throat> It started the "We Want Cody" chant on Monday night. Rocky sucks chants, uh, or you know, it's it's just uh crazy, uh, what you call it? Rock's daughter was receiving death threats because of this. I mean, it was just, it's just some of the craziest, uh, craziest stuff I've I've ever, I've ever heard. It's it, it's wild. I've never seen the IWC react like this. I mean, I've seen them react crazy but this this is a first what what are your thoughts on, on all that
1: I mean the rock it was an intense stare down it's been something we've been waiting for a while but then it just got so muddied with the whole Cody situation uh, he like I said he, he got cucked by the rock and it, it makes Cody look like a chump but then this is like a completely di- like people are going to compare this to the Dana Bryan stuff this is completely different like the company still wants Cody to be the guy Cody is going to get the match eventually you know Rock is on a completely different level than what Batista was back in Wrestlemania 30 but I think it's just kind of like a combination of so many different things you know Rock wanting to come in wanting this match it has to be Wrestlemania his schedule lining up perfectly because of the the rider strike and all that stuff and you know maybe Rock is either full of them Himself or kind of insulated to where he doesn't know the Cody situation, or he thinks he, you know, he can turn the crowd. He can, you know, just because I'm here, the the crowd isn't going to care about the Cody, the Cody match. So I, I, it's just it's a lot of stuff going on. It
0: is a lot of stuff. Rock was on Pat McAfee this morning calling uh, the fans the Cody crybabies, the ones that have been reacting absolutely bonkers to this <laughs> that was, go find that clip that that's that's some funny stuff there Hollywood Rock may be back I don't know but um, does the company do this every 10 years is, is this is this just the thing they do I mean look at Wrestlemania 10 it was sort of a triple threat scenario you know Luger and Brett won so they had the two separate singles matches Wrestlemania 20 you have Benoit Hunter and Sean 30 you have Daniel Bryan Orton and Batista And now Wrestlemania 40 could, could we see Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes versus The Rock is that, is
1: that a possibility? It is a possibility. Um, it's, as you said, it's been like an un, unwritten tradition now to have these kind of triple threat esque matches at the 10 WrestleManias, but I don't know what they, what they do. Cause if it is Cody and rock and Roman, once again, it, it's not the same as Dana Bryan. I think if Cody goes in there, wins the title like yes it's going to be this big moment he beat roman It's he finally beat the streak or whatever it's just not going to feel the same and so i think it's like a consolation prize and you know we're taping this before the press conference you know we'll, we'll do a special we'll do a special podcast after the press conference so you know we'll get our thoughts on what happens but honestly i i think the best case scenario is you do rock roman kind of plug your nose maybe we turn rock heel and roman is Kind of pseudo baby face, but he can turn back heel against Cody, and then we have that match that we have Cody Roman at SummerSlam. And selfishly, I hope it isn't it is in Las Vegas because that's where they're doing the the press conference right now because of the Super Bowl. But I also hope either we get a SummerSlam or a WrestleMania announcement that it's coming to Vegas.
0: That would be nice. That 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 uh, that, that would be very nice. Um, yeah, this is this has been interesting, man. It's been an interesting few days. I mean, people didn't even give it time to breathe. It's it's been it's been wild. Uh to the other Royal Rumble winner. Um, so Asuka, uh Kairi Zayn and Eo Sky were, you know, in the locker room saying, you know, Bailey's done. They walk out, Bailey, you know, sees them. They go they go out there and uh Bailey says something in Japanese. He kind of stuns them. Like, yeah, I know what you guys have been saying. And so it leads to a beatdown. Bailey has a lead pipe clears house and she chooses Io e. sky for wrestlemania bailey versus Io e. sky for the WWE Women's championship at wrestlemania 40
1: I, I thought the the in-ring segment was really good i thought bailey you know came across likable despite what they did on raw where she wasn't all that likable and you know the the back the locker room scene where they just happened to finally speak english you know and say whatever you know we're gonna you know take out bailey basically in english when they've been speaking Japanese this whole time, and then you just happen to catch Bailey lurking in the background. I thought that was a little contrived. I think it kind of played their hand too much. I think you could have got the same reaction, same type of thing without being so over the top with that. But
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard other people be like, oh, they should have just said something in Japanese, and Bailey comes out then, and then she speaks Japanese in the segment, and then you're like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. She understands what they're saying. I've heard that. But have you noticed something wrong? Triple H and, and Shawn Michaels, are they've been booking kind of callbacks to their careers. I mean, this, you know, we got, you know, you got Triple H Batista vibes with the Bailey thing, and then we'll talk about NXT Vengeance Day and, and all that, but have, have you kind of noticed that?
1: Yeah, um, you know, the re- the reports out of just straight up Shawn Michaels saying, like, Carmelo Hayes is me. I'm making Carmelo Hayes turn into, you know, 97, 96 Shawn Michaels, so. I don't know. Yeah. What
0: he did on Tuesday night was 2005, Shawn.
1: Yeah, I've you know you you learn from history and i think triple h has a definitely has a certain style he you know we go if you go back to NXT you probably could see some patterns and some things that that he did in NXT that are leaking into the main roster now and he does he does do a lot of you know focus on one thing You know, look at this hand while there's, you know, something else going on with the other hand, which I think he does a good job with that. Like sometimes they'll do like a backstage interview and like I think even damage control, like damage control when they weren't supposed to be there on that Monday or they were going to be there for the Royal Rumble. They just walked in the background. I thought that was cool. And they do things like that. But this one was a little too like Vince McMahon. The audience is too dumb to pick up what we're throwing down. So we're going to throw it in your face. Uh, I think it's just a callback to his career. That's what I think.
0: Nonetheless, Bailey has made a choice. Sure. That match is going to be great. Uh, Braun breaker and Jade cardgill on SmackDown. Braun breaker, you know, says he has a, he has a meeting with Adam Pierce on Monday. He hasn't decided what he's going to do yet. Uh, Jade cardgill, you know, she appeared on SmackDown. So good stuff. Naomi's officially on SmackDown as well.
1: Yeah. Good for them. You know, Braun did a thing on raw. So we're definitely going to have to wait and see what he's doing. Um, Jade. I you know I, I think either you know Braun and or Jade they can go to either brand and I think they they'll work out you know they're kind of loading up on Raw right now they've got a lot of people quote unquote signing to Raw but it is a three hour show so it would make sense but SmackDown is still kind of the A show with the being on Fox so um we'll see let's um, see
0: it's Tiffy time Tiffany Stratton the former NXT Women's Champion is officially a member of the Blue Brand congrats to her.
1: Yeah, good signing. You know, she's really, I think she's really improved. You know, that Becky feud really kind of brought the side of her. She was more just like a mean girl's caricature, and then she kind of turned into more of a full fledged heel. And if Bailey is going to beat Io at WrestleMania, and she's going to turn full babyface, I think Tiffany Stratton can be a uh, a really good heel for her.
0: Yes. Um. Outside the ring, Brian Keith has been signed to All Elite Wrestling. Congrats to BK. Uh, he's, he's, he's a, I'd, I'd like to call him a friend short, sure, you know, we've been on multiple shows together. He's a good brother, man. I'm happy for him. He's putting the work. Uh, I'm glad to see, uh, guys, you know, uh, get, reach this stage, man. I, I really am.
1: Yeah. Good for him. You know, good worker. Um, you know, would be nice if, you know, he like would win a match in AEW before they, you know, do this whole pomp and circle him sign
0: Maybe maybe that'll start. I mean, you you you. you I've you've heard my uh, because
1: you know if this was a true sport like AW does. You bring in a person. I don't know how many matches he's had. Like five matches. He loses every single one of them. You're not going to sign him. Like at least just have him win a match if you're going to well, do this. You
0: know they they lost the, the real sports like feel quite a long time ago. So you know it, it is what it is. Um, Cash Wheeler could be facing up to five years in prison. Uh, if he is convicted due to the uh, the, what the the handheld gun thing that happened back in August.
1: Yeah. I kind of, for, kind of forgot this was a thing because it just kind of happened. They had like that tag match and there was like a bunch of what's going to yeah. happen. And then he just, he just kind of disappeared. But you know, th- it, this always happens. Everyone's, you know, there's the salacious headlines of, Oh, he could possibly get five years in prison when I think this is his first time or no, does he have like a DUI? I forget. So maybe I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I just play one on this podcast, but I would suspect he's not going to be in prison at all. Or, you know, maybe he'll spend 30 days or something. I don't know.
0: That is that is a possibility. I, I don't know. Uh, hopefully everything. Uh, everything is OK for him as I look for this right here to confirm this thing here. Where is it at? Where is it at? I had the story I had the story I really did I really did Anyway uh ladies and gentlemen ESPN Fox uh Sports and TNT Sports are going to be coming together to create one uh media outlet uh, what are your what are your thoughts on that for live sports
1: Crazy it's almost like for the viewers it'd be really great if there was just a place where like all these media companies just like came together in like one package and you could just have that one package and just watch like everything you want.
0: Yes. Uh yeah. What a concept. It's going to be uh well, that was cable. <laughs> uh it's going to be happening in the fall uh so I guess subscribers to Disney Plus Hulu and or Max will be able to access the new uh Fox Sports ESPN and uh Warner Brothers Discovery service. Uh it will be made available via a new app subscribers will have access to linear networks including ESPN ESPN2 uh ESPN U uh SECN ACCN ESPN News ABC Fox FS1 FS2 BTN TNT TBS True TV as well as ESPN Plus the service will include content from uh, pro football NFL UFL basketball NBA WNBA baseball MLB hockey A- NHL college sports thousands of games uh, multiple events multiple sports uh, AAC Big 10 Big 12 Big East uh, NCAA events you know you'll have golf on there you'll have grand slam tennis uh, they'll cycling, soccer, combat, UFC, top rank, uh, auto, Formula One, NASCAR, twenty four hours, uh, of lens men's and uh, so much more. Pricing has not been announced, but it'll be launching in twenty twenty four in the fall. So, I mean, didn't hear anything about uh any wrestling on there, but you can ho- only hope that uh that could be where AEW will be going for their premium live events, their pay per views.
1: Hopefully, one of these days, but. I mean, I I do suspect AEW gets re-signed with the with Time Warner on TBS TNT and um yeah like as you know I was joking but I I, like we kind of saw this coming honestly like what like ten years ago when the WWE came around and everyone was getting their own streaming service we were like oh eventually one of these days everything's going to be so separated that just everything's coming back together and here we are here we right back where we started.
0: Here we are right back where we started. But then
1: you still have there's CBS and there's still Peacock, which are still two different things. So then, if you want to get all the sports, you have to get this thing, and then you also have to get Paramount Plus and Peacock. So still a bit ways away for this imaginary concept of all the media companies coming together in one package. But yeah, maybe maybe it'll happen one day.
0: Yeah, Uh, Scott Demore fired from TNA. Uh, People have been uh, you know posting, uh, you know their thoughts on this. Yeah, he was a, a big focal part of uh TNA and uh, to kind of just get rid of the guy. I'm like, ah, that doesn't really make sense of, for all the, all the work he did for the, for the brand and the company.
1: Yeah, this is really shocking. Um, He was kind of the face of TNA, you know, on screen and behind the scenes. And this was kind of a shock to kind of everyone involved. This seemed like a high up decision from Anthem and I don't understand it. Um, we don't really have too much news or reasoning behind it. I think they want like an anthem person in charge of TNA.
0: Yeah. So here's the, the here's the thing. I guess Scott Demore uh, came to uh, the firing from Scott Demore came directly from the Anthem owner uh, Lynn Asper. Yeah. He. Uh, yeah. It says uh, TNA parent company Anthem Sports and Entertainment will be stepping in to take a much larger role in the day to day management and strategies of the promotion. TNA will now be uh, folded into Anthem's entertainment arm going forward as opposed to existing in its own corner of the company. The idea is that it will allow TNA to become uh, more embraced and more by Anthem and have a stronger uh, synergy in order to maximize what each side has to uh, offer each other. Yeah, as a part of the uh, integration, Demore has been removed from power and has gone effectively.
1: That sounds like good corporate speak. But then, what also sounds to me is non-wrestling people trying to do wrestling, and historically, that has not been panned out well.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is uh this is something. Uh, people are very angry about this. Very,
1: very. I ang- mean, kind of as they should. Like Scott Demore was kind of like the face of TNA coming back, and it's barely got off the ground, and then they just kick him to the curb, like. Yeah. You couldn't even like demote him. You had to just straight up fire him. I don't understand the reasoning for this.
0: I don't understand the uh, the reasoning for any of it either. I do not. I do not.
1: But all this TNA will still be a thing in like twenty five years.
0: Well, of course, it's never going away. It is never ever ever going away. All right. Moving on from that, Brian Pillman has a WWE Legends deal, so new merchandise. obviously we can expect toys, possibly even a return to the video games. Yep,
1: yeah. good for you know it's been a long time coming. Um, obviously with you know his widow Melanie, you know she didn't have the best relationship with WWE because of you know putting her on on screen the day after he passed away, and unfortunately she passed away a few years ago. So, um, now with. Ah, uh, Brian Jr. with the company. It made a lot of sense for the you know Pillman estate, Pillman likeness to to be back at WWE.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Um, moving on from that, inside the ring, NXT Vengeance Day. What were your thoughts on the show? While I uh go um
1: step away for a second. Well, while Philip goes and makes whatever luscious dish he has to go make, uh, Vengeance Day. I thought it was a pretty good show. Um, As you guys know, I don't really watch NXT on a daily basis or weekly basis anymore. Uh, But I tuned into the show and I I thought it was it was pretty good. You know, they were in like a a smaller venue. I believe they're in Texas somewhere. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But, uh, you know, you could tell it was a smaller venue, but it was filled. The crowd was lively for it. And I probably should pull up the match card just to kind of go through it. Uh, you know, I talked about the the venge- uh, the hardcore match thing with Joe Gacy and Dijak. I thought that thing was dumb. It was just played for laughs. It wasn't even like there was some okay moves and there's some harding and stuff, but it just was man. Um, oh yeah, tag team match. I did miss the tag team match, the opening match with Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker taking on uh, Trick and Mellow, but you know, it seemed like it was it was good and Braun, you know, winning a match when he's presumably going up to the main roster. So, you know, it's a dusty cup, so it doesn't really, it, you know, it means a little bit, but it doesn't mean anything like he has to stay there and defend it. Um, Women's match, live eckery, Roxanne Perez. I thought they, you know, were had, had some good work going on. And then Lola Vice came in to, you know, kind of cash in her breakout tournament victory. So it's almost like a money in the bank opportunity. And... And that was fine. You know, match was only 13 minutes. So it didn't go too, too long. Um, I think if Lyra and Roxanne were in there for a full blown match, they probably could have done some really good stuff. Uh, Obafemi just absolutely killed Dragon Lee and Dragon Lee just sold his ass off. I thought that was good stuff. And then the main event, I mean, Ilya dragon off trick Williams, fantastic match. I mean, you know, trick still has some, his deficiencies in the ring, but Ilya can get a good match in anybody. And I thought this was really good. Just a fantastic match. Maybe tricks, best match of his career. Possibly. As- yeah. And then as we said, you know, the heel turn from Mello at the end uh, sets up, you know, a match between them at stand and deliver. So yes, um yes. some ups and downs, uh, but I thought it really closed out strong. If you haven't seen it, see the Ilya Trick Williams match.
0: No, yes, the uh the Ilya Trick Williams match was great. The finish, I mean it was like two guys who had just enough in a tank to hit their big move. It just depended on who got there first, and that that was it with uh with um Ilya. What's this move called again?
1: He has like three different moves, but it was like, he has like the H bomb the...
0: with the forearm and then like the And this was
1: like the torpedo.
0: The yeah, the torpedo. I mean, that's it's it's simple. It's just like a running headbutt, but it it works, you know, for him. I love it. Uh whoever's gonna challenge him at uh at the WrestleMania uh NXT show is gonna be killer. That's gonna be fantastic. I think roadblock is next. And uh actually, you know what? I think you do trick and mellow there. I think you do trick and mellow at roadblock, and you know, winner gets uh what you call it winner gets uh ilia at stand and deliver and then you have trick win the title at stand and deliver you have him stand up and deliver it's just my thought that's just my thought
1: no i think you do it at stand and deliver i mean you could do a quick turnaround and like mellow screws dragon off out of the title and then you know trick and mellow have a match at for the title but eh, i don't i don't know about about, you know, having the Trick mellow blow off or a match at Roblox.
0: It is something. Windy City Ride is going down for New Japan. Jack Perry has been announced. as going down on March 12th. Uh, so coming up here in a few months, what, what do you think uh, Jack Perry is going to be doing? Who do you think he's going to be facing? Uh,
1: it looks like he might be, you know, doing some. Well, not a kid because I think a kid is a uh, is a heel, but. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what his character is. Um he hasn't wrestled since the um We're All, all in. in um but I'll, you know, I'll keep an eye out to see what he's doing. I Myself. I just hope he doesn't lean too hard into this whole, you know, CM Punk, you know, I'm the guy who who drove him out character, but uh, we'll, see. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah.
0: Uh, going back to NXT real quick. Uh, NXT, uh, the Carmelo promo, I thought it was very, very good. I mean, you know, he uh, he basically did Shawn Michaels when he was in Montreal in 2005. You know, talk to Trash. You know, when Brent's music hit, he looked shocked. When Trick's music hit, he looked shocked. And uh-uh, it's not happening. You know, Booker T's singing his song next to his hospital bed. I thought that was a nice bar. Uh, thoughts on the Melo promo before we move on?
1: Really good. Um, Allegedly, you know, there was just too many FU Mellow chants that they were going to take the show off the air, which makes zero sense to me. But I mean, it's cable, like like whatever. But uh, yeah, really good stuff from him. Um, I do wonder what's the synergy. Like there should be more synergy between NXT and the main roster now because when he was on SmackDown, it seemed like he was a face. And then you could clearly see he was probably turning heel at NXT. So I don't know how this is going to translate onto uh, SmackDown. But yeah, just fantastic stuff. From uh from Melo here on NXT.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. All right, moving on. Let's go over to the fan mail. Let's see what we have here. All right. Uh Nigerian Prince. Uh, first and foremost, happy Black History Month. Uh, so Cody really won the rumble to step aside to the rock to let him have his match. What if Rock uh beats Roman? Cody said he wants to take everything from Roman, but let's Rock get the shot. It's like Cody said, I'm uh, going to make you lose everything, but I'm not going to be the one to do it because I can't. That doesn't make any sense. It makes him look weak.
1: And that's what I've been saying. Um, Do you think there's a possibility that we get the, the two for one? Like we've been maybe speculating, you know, Roman Rock night one and then Roman Cody night two. But... I just don't understand why, because Cody made such an emphasis on say not at WrestleMania. So now if he's you know walks the that night, back. The night after? No, Uh-oh. you're gonna promote that match and it's gonna, you know, you're gonna sell tickets, you're gonna, you know, drive cock sales, you want to do all that. Throw it on you're not just gonna throw it on, you know, the the smack after WrestleMania.
0: Okay, we do it the raw after WrestleMania.
1: <laughs> or the raw after WrestleMania. Oh but, you know, Roman doesn't show up to RAW.
0: Why can't Cody win it in the Garden? Wouldn't that make more sense? Wouldn't that be so poetic? Could we do a pay per view in the Garden?
1: Well, they got you know they got Saudi and they got TKO money now, so they can they can rent out the Garden for a weekend, maybe.
0: I mean, they do it. They do the uh, the what you call it the the day after Christmas every year. Just you know, run a pay per view in the Garden real quick. That's fine. It's absolutely fine. All right, let's see. In brightest day X, oh Jesus,
1: Mister X. Oh, I know Mister X probably's got some things to say about this Cody situation.
0: Yeah, he sent some stuff last week that I did not, I did not, uh, I did not read. So I'll read it all. Uh, am I the only one who thinks that Hangman looks like a modern day Magnum TA with the mustache? This is what he said last week. Oh, uh, yeah, he kind of looks like you know the butcher a little bit. I don't know why. Uh, could Cody possibly challenge both Roman and Seth to be a single unified champion or is that just wishful thinking? It would hurt the credibility of the World Heavyweight title to just create it and then just have it unified again. That doesn't make any sense.
1: Yes. And then it also kind of devalues Cody's championship win if he were to win the Seth one first and then win the Roman one. Like it takes that, you know, shine off of him winning his first main single, you know, world championship match or title at rest, you know, in wwe so it's like i there's a lot of things wrong with that but i wouldn't be shocked to do that
0: he also says uh, will ever rain become an in-ring competitor or will she just stick with uh these uh, administrative characters throughout her wwe career um i don't know i mean probably just to get the mic skills ready i mean i'm sure she'll be an in-ring competitor and i want to say this for those of you that were sending her death threats over this rock stuff what's wrong with you people you people disgust me wrestling fans we can be the most loyal Fans in the world, we can also be the most disgusting. Like it, it like, wh- like, why, guys? Like, this is this is professional wrestling. Like, come on, come, like, let's 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 get real. Like, let's stop. If you were serious about it, you're disgusting. If you were joking, sending death threats, you're still disgusting. Stop. Don't don't ever do that. That's just weird. Yeah, don't.
1: not cool. Let's let's not uh, send death threats to people, anybody. Um, yeah, let's not do no, that at all, especially young women. But yes, uh, you know, another page at the Hulk Hogan playbook. Um, the week. The Rockets signed a TKO. He, uh, the the Rock's daughter, just happens to be the the figurehead, the NXT general manager. Well, this is kind of in play for a she's while. She's getting the Brooke Hogan treatment.
0: No, this is this has been in play for a while. Let's not let's 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 not yeah,
1: long term storytelling. Have the the cult the cult girl be the leader of a wrestling promotion.
0: Yes, they wrote this six months ago. You don't pay attention. I watch the product anyway. This is new. He says, "Congratulations on seven years. It's been an honor to be a part of this journey with you. Here's to the future. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that." He says, is WWE sacrificing uh, storytelling with Cody finishing the story for the box office draw of The Rock? Look, I said it. What draws more money, Cody or The Rock? It's just simple. Cody, he's great. He's the he's the babyface of baby faces. People say he's in Hogan territory, but look, it's the biggest match you can do. Co- uh, Roman Reigns versus The Rock it is literally the biggest WrestleMania match you can do. Might be the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. I, I, I can honestly stand by that. Hell, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Ice Cube's son, he stands by it too. So, I mean, it.
1: yeah, like I said, it's kind of like just the perfect storm of everything. You have The Rock. The Rock probably thinks of himself as a WrestleMania main eventer, not a SummerSlam main eventer. And, like we said for the past six months when this was kind of creeping up in a possibility, if you have The Rock and if you have The Rock at WrestleMania, you have to do it. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think we would have suspected that this whole Cody backlash would have been as strong as it is. But on the other hand, I think that's also a good thing that so many people want Cody to win. I think this makes Cody stronger because of that because people like Cody. You know, they do the whole okay. whoa and the reaction stuff, but I, this definitely has, you know, kind of turned him up a notch and it's helped him. Okay,
0: let's say he gets the main event and he loses. Then what? Then what?
1: Cody, that is pronounced, pal. Yes, Cody. Then what? I mean – that's the other thing is, like, if we were to go back and have him lose at the at the Royal Rumble, you know, he, he kind of has to look inwards and just be like, I guess I'm not finishing the story of WrestleMania. Like, he crushes, you know, the whole story is him winning the title. It's not really winning the title at WrestleMania. Like, yes, that would make it bigger and you know, more grandiose. But if he lost at Royal Rumble, he's, you know, a little sad boy. And then you have, you know, whoever drew trolling him or something or another. You have him do that at WrestleMania, at WrestleMania, Rock Roman, you're fine. And then we get around to him figuring some way to get in at SummerSlam. That's great. Well, you know, it just kind of goes back to the Royal Rumble when I just don't know what the reasoning for him winning the Royal Rumble was.
0: I don't know. We'll see. Cody posted on his IG story. I've made my decision. So. Let's uh, things. Things are heating up over here. Um, he in X also says when punk comes back, will he uh instantly put back back in the title picture uh, like he was, or if so, uh, and if so, which title does he go after? I don't know. I don't know. I heard this though. I heard this on cheap heat. What if punk, like what if he's kind of involved in uh the Cody story a little bit leading up to WrestleMania? Like what if he comes back for a promo and says, don't let Dwayne take your spot. Like he took mine. Like what, what if he does something like that? What are your thoughts?
1: That'd be an interesting meta promo. Um, I think if, especially with his injury history now at this point, I think you have to bring Punk back and what would that kind of leave him to maybe be back before SummerSlam. And I think they, you know, they set the good groundwork with Seth and drew. So I would say whoever doesn't have the title, you have him face that person. So, you know, obviously,
0: or he gets, he gets to the title the way he's gotten to it the first two times money in the
1: bank
0: i know yeah but that's in july that's
1: a that's a quick turnaround
0: what's he supposed to be back in june
1: Mm, well i guess i i for whatever reason i'm kind of thinking of like wrestlemania but i don't know well how long was he gone well i guess that was more of a suspension because you know the all-out stuff happens in september he came back in like june yeah but I think he probably could have came back earlier than that.
0: Yeah, he could have. Yeah, exactly.
1: So wait,
0: February, March, April, May, June, July. Comes what money the banks in July, right? Yeah,
1: getting it close. But he probably can pull off some bells and whistles to where he doesn't have to do that much.
0: Yeah, doesn't have to do a lot. Yeah, you see. And then uh, he also, uh, lastly he says, "Is the newest WWE lawsuit a Pandora's box for the company? It seems like every week more horrible news comes out." I don't know about that. If you want to hear any uh, any comments about that, you can listen to another podcast. Um, Moving on, Monday Night Raw. So Seth Rollins comes out there, and he, um, yeah, he comes out there. He says, "Oh, there's the pop." Uh, He talks about the things uh, Roman said about him. Cody comes out there, and uh, you know, says his spiel, and then Drew McIntyre comes out there, and Drew, like Cody, you have to finish the story. You have to, you know, because Drew wants to go after the world heavyweight championship, and you know, Drew said, "Well, you nobody wants to face Roman uh, for the title anymore because they already know the finish." His family's going to interfere. What are your thoughts on all this?
1: You know, the Cody thing was very interesting and strange because he like didn't really say a word, but the the McIntyre stuff just absolutely fantastic. You know, he's just been an absolute heater as of late. And I thought he was fantastic just going after Cody being just so disingenuous and just be like, Cody, come on, you got to stand up for yourself and go after Roman and, you know, finish a story. And I thought it was so great. You know, the T-shirt thing, I think that's a little corny. You know, you're playing off of the meme and then you don't have the rights to the actual meme. So you have to do like a different one, which I'm not the biggest fan of. But I think just Drew's honestly maybe doing like the best work of his career right now. And he's doing it at the perfect time. He's like – that, you know, that athlete who's on a contract year and he's, you know, balling out and he's trying to get the most possible. We don't know if Drew signed it or not, but with the work he's doing, he's definitely driving up his costs. I'm on a I'm on a contract year. Are you putting up Drew McIntyre numbers right now? Sure,
0: man, that's I, I don't know, bro. Let's see who finishes their story first. Me or Cody? Let's let, let's see. That's it's it, it's it's uh some stuff if i finish my story then the contract uh the money will go up if i don't then oh man i'm gonna have to go somewhere else I oh, don't know. we'll see anyway uh this cody rhodes was attacked after a live event over the weekend by shinsuke nakamura they posted the clip and people were like oh no we're doing this we're doing this people were like is this what cody's gonna do at wrestlemania calm down it was a bull rope match on monday night raw the mist into the eyes. This is the only time we're going to see any semblance of Cody bleeding big air quotes uh, on WWE television with the red mist. He beat Nakamura by
1: the way in the bull Road match. Probably um, you know, it, it looks like blood. Cody can get the illusion without actually doing it. Um, who, Bro, who knows he, whenever well, whenever he
0: wrestles for that WWE title if he bleeds he's winning that that's that's going to be the sign
1: and they've done like a good job at, well they don't really do bleeding like at all but Brock would occasionally bleed maybe accidentally on purpose And when the Cody Roman match happens, I would not be shocked if he does bleed, whether he you know, he he pulls a a Brett and, you know, blades off to the side, which I I feel like Triple H would kind of have like a little twinkle in his eye, even though maybe he would have to find him because of, you know, TKO wouldn't like that. But I mean, Triple H is
0: one of the best bleeders of all
1: time. I think Triple H would, you know, would maybe chastise Cody in front of Nick Hahn or whoever and then like, you know, behind closed doors be like at a boy, Cody.
0: That a boy, yeah. Yeah. Um what else? Uh yeah, so we uh, Drew McIntyre attacks Cody Rhodes after the fact.
1: Yeah, I mean, of setting up the, you know, the it's all going to be moot after the the uh the press conference today, but they're kind of setting up a possible triple threat or, you know, something with Seth, Drew and uh, Cody. And it's very interesting. Um, you know, Cody can do good stuff in his character. Drew obviously doing the best stuff of his career. And Seth just kind of there, especially with his injury, can't do too, too much. But um, you know, it just sent up a lot of possibilities. And I think they were playing into the the reaction. And just being like, okay, they're going so heavy-handed with this world title scene that Cody's gonna wrestle here and we're not getting the thing and we're just making people more and more angry. So I don't know. This might just be a, a bluff, to be honest. I don't know. We shall see.
0: We shall see. What are your thoughts on the whole, you know, we want Cody and the signs and all that other stuff?
1: Like I said, I was I was a little surprised that the reaction was that strong because you know it's you know, there's Twitter. And we can kind of get in our little wrestling internet echo chamber of just everyone kind of, you know, yelling about the same things. But the people who go to the crowd, you know, the people in the actual crowd are much different than the however many thousand people are on Twitter. But you go, there was the the Saturday house show. They were booing the rock. We had die, Rocky die or, you know, we Rocky sucks chants on on Monday, something we haven't heard in like nearly 30 years. And. I don't know how much of this is like a meme or people actually feel this way or they're just doing it to do it, but it's a tricky situation. A lot of you know landmines that The Rock is going to have to navigate, and like I said, he might feel he can do it, but I don't know if he can without turning full-blown heel and you know being Hollywood Rock again.
0: You really don't think he can do it?
1: I don't mean, think he can do it. Chip's away. What do you think? She thinks the rock can do it.
0: She thinks, she, thinks the rock, she thinks the rock can do it. She thinks the rock can do it. I don't know. Cody Rhodes, after his promo, or he cut a promo after Monday night, Robin off the air. He said, ever since I was a little boy uh, who grew up loving everything about pro wrestling for you to want me, especially because I have always wanted you. So I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see. We we shall see. Uh, moving on from that. Naya and Ria's made official in Australia. Um. So yeah, the the two the two first Australian born world champions in WWE are going to go at it in Australia. Nia was the first Australian born world champion in WWE. I might add.
1: You know, it, it's a interesting matchup. You put Rhea in the babyface. They take roles. the title off her. I don't think they're going to do that. Man, let's um, do this w- with it being a straight up singles match. Nia and Rhea. I would presume Rhea. You know, beats Nia. Maybe we get some sort of schmas to maybe set up a triple threat. But then, I mean, it feels like we book like three or four triple threat matches at uh, WrestleMania at this point. WrestleMania 40 might turn into WrestleMania 2000 with all these multi-person matches. But
0: we'll need to do all that. we need to do all
1: that. Um, I think it's just a straightforward. They've been telling the story for a little while. Uh, Maria can, you know, body slam Nia in front of a thousand people you know, five hundred thousand people in the Silver Dome and. Uh, you know, New Orleans, Australia, brother. But uh, I think it's just straightforward and real wins. Uh, we'll see.
0: Becky is going to the chamber elimination, the elimination chamber. She defeated Shayna Baszler to do so. Winner will uh face uh, the winner of the women's elimination chamber? will go on to face whoever the woman's world champion is at WrestleMania 40.
1: Yeah, it, you know, kind of came out of nowhere with the kind of weak, you know, lower level women's division they have on Raw, it kind of just seems like Becky's the only person to win. And, you know, that's fine. If you just kind of say Cody or Cody, Becky is going to win this match, so tune in and watch but Becky. But Liv,
0: Liv came back to get revenge on Rhea, so, huh?
1: Maybe, maybe, but I wouldn't be shocked if, like, someone else beats her and maybe Liv kind of veers off and whether that's in the tag team division or, you know, like a... A third level women's feud on Raw, which is something we don't really get.
0: Yeah. Oh, what else happened? Oh, uh, Jay Uso answered the call to Gunther. You know, Gunther kind of flamed up Jay. You know, I'm a I'm a beat you so bad you're gonna go back to the times where you know, are you? Or I'm gonna beat you worse than your family ever did. I'm gonna beat you so bad that you're gonna wish that you could go back to the times where people couldn't tell you and your brother apart. So I, I said this months ago, Jay Uso to take the title off of Gunther. Are we get? Is this where we're going? Is this gonna happen in Perth, Australia? I'm here for it.
1: Yeah, it could happen at Perth, could happen at WrestleMania, but.
0: No, nah, no, we need Jimmy versus Jay at WrestleMania. Stop playing.
1: Yeah, I mean, with with Brock out of the picture, seemingly that's where they are going to go at WrestleMania. Uh, I think Jay and Gunther could be a really good match at Australia. Uh, I still kind of want to see uh, Sammy and Gunther at WrestleMania. I think it's just a perfect, you know, monster underdog matchup. And Sam doesn't need to win for it to be a fantastic match. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Sammy, I, and, you know, yeah. he
0: had the thing on Raw where he said he's no you he fight like an underdog, but he's he's now a contender. So a lot of things are going down. DIY wins the tag team turmoil. They defeat New Day Creed Brothers and uh Imperium. Excellent tag team contest. So now DIY go to SmackDown to face British strong style, Pete Dunne, and Tyler Bates. Winner of that gets a future undisputed tag team title shot.
1: I'm a little shocked that DIY won this just because they lost their tag title match a couple weeks ago. But uh you know, wouldn't be shocked if Ah, uh, Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate get the win just because Judgment Day haven't been on SmackDown at all, despite you know being the tag team champions of SmackDown. So I think that's what I suspect here, and it should be a really good match. You know, kind of a throwback, like tw- you know, twenty seventeen NXT tag match.
0: Yes. Um. AEW Dynamite Swerve and Hangman have a thirty minute draw uh, just to decide who would face, um, who would face Smojo at Revolution for the world title. So it's gonna. I mean. It's gonna be a triple threat now. The draw, and eh, I, I guess, uh, I mean they don't do a lot of triple threats, so this is, you know, I think this is the only like second triple threat match for the for the world championship. What was the first one like? Kenny Pac, and Orange Cassidy, but back during the the COVID era. So I mean, this this is something. Is Hangman Page the best trilogy wrestler in AEW? The Danielson trilogy. The, I mean, the, this trilogy.
1: Oh well, you know he he's been there long enough to where he can have a bunch of different trilogies. But uh, I thought the match was really really good just great work for 30 for 29 minutes and 59 seconds of it and then they did the the draw finish and you know you can kind of see the writing on the wall that it was gonna be a triple threat and i was like okay let's let's not do this if you're gonna do a triple threat can we do it some other way instead of this kind of contrived oh it just happens to be a draw and that's what they did they did the draw and the other thing is it's more of a technical thing they did the five minute call out, which puts in the back of your mind, okay, this could be a draw. And then they just didn't do another call at all. They didn't do the one minute call, two minute call, 30 second call, five second call. They didn't do any of those. They just did the five minute call and that was it. Which, if you're going to do a, a draw, a 30 minute draw, to rep the drama, I think you have to do those calls because it kind of gets the crowd more invested. Like, oh, oh it's almost going to be over. We got to, you know, we rush to the finish line. Instead, it was just kind of like a, a downer that it got cut right when it was kind of hitting his crescendo when Swerve hit his stomp, I believe. And he went to go get the, he got t- the two count, but it just happened. The bell rang before the three and, you know, Swerve, the baby face asks for five more minutes. Hangman, presumably turning heel says no. And then Tony Khan or yeah, Tony Khan talks to Tony Schiavone, Tony Tony's. Then he says that, you know, I forget what the word is, but it almost made it seem like they were going to do the extension, but then it, they didn't, and then they just said it's going to be a triple threat match of revolution, which the live crowd is going to crap all over, because they want to see a finish of the match, and you're saying, oh yeah, we're going to get a winner, but not a revolution, we're or not, at, not tonight, Phoenix, we're going to have a triple threat match of revolution, and then obviously the crowd crapped all over it, so... Match was fantastic, but I thought the kind of finish and the kind of aftermath wasn't the greatest. Except for the obvious turn with Swerve asking for the five more minutes and Hangman walking away like a little baby.
0: It is. It is what it is. Uh, AEW Big Business is happening March 13th in the TD Garden in Boston. So.
1: In Boston.
0: Yeah. Uh, she, she, is Mercedes Monet showing up?
1: Uh, They're just giving her the full CM Punk treatment and no disrespect to her. I don't think she's on that level, but it will be interesting to see how close to that level she is.
0: They said the biggest, you know, a great day and a big, big night and the greatest night in AEW history and all these things. Are there more people showing up or is it just Mercedes? Now, look, I wanted her to go back to WWE. You know, I've, I've, you know, I've been skeptical of talent booking there, especially people of color. Uh, you know, but, you know, A.W., I, you know, I've, I've talked to my, my issue about A.W. Uh, I kind of did it before it was a popular thing to do nowadays. But, uh, you know, look, I have friends there, you know, like, like I just said, B.K., you know, Hobbs, you know. Uh, you know, So I'm, I'm happy people have a place to work and a platform like that. But I just I hope I hope it's handled right. I hope her booking is handled the way it's supposed to be. Treat, if you're going to bring her in and treat her like this level of a star, her booking needs to match that.
1: The AEW women's division outside of kind of like that Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa era. Where's Britt Baker? Well, if you want to see Britt Baker, tune into Mostly Sports at 7 a.m. Pacific time on the the Mostly Sports YouTube channel. She'll be there in Las Vegas talking to Brandon Walker and Mark Titus. Wow, okay, there we go. Mm. So Um, she's out there in Las Vegas doing football stuff while she's not doing anything on AEW television. She's going to show up
0: to the WrestleMania press conference. Maybe, but it's gonna be her and Bianca Belair and WrestleMania.
1: <laughs> oh God! Oh Jesus! I'm sorry. Over. Uh, okay, I I set the over under in my head at ten and a half thousand tickets. You taking the over under on that for Boston?
0: well uh, they'll probably do like seven.
1: Yeah, cause, five, I mean they had a they had a decent house at Phoenix. Last night for a pretty big show, but they might do seventy five hundred. It was only like six thousand. Oh. That's a, that, that, and that is the Phoenix Suns Arena, so it is a comparable NBA size arena to what they're trying to do here in, Fien- or in uh, Boston.
0: I don't know. We'll see. A lot of great matches have happened in the, in, the, in the TD Garden. A lot of great stuff. I don't know. we we'll, we'll, we shall see. We shall see. Takeshna defeated uh, Le Chamillon.
1: Kind of forgot this was like a feud that was even that was you know even a feud at this point because. They did the whole Jericho Kenny thing. Don Callis and his family was kind of hot, and then they just put him on rampage to just have squash matches forever. And we just forgot about them, and now yes. they're here. Um, and Takeshita won, so good for him.
0: Yeah, Chris Jericho brought back Jericho on his cruise. I I popped for that. I, that's that's the most exciting news I've seen in a long time.
1: Yeah, Takeshita has two wins against Kenny Omega and a win against Chris Jericho, and yet we don't really care about him.
0: I uh, just put the what, what title. Does Orange Cassidy still have that title?
1: He does. He has the international championship. and He's going to face Roger Strong for a revolution. Uh, yeah, Eventually, one of these days.
0: Put don't have to catch no, Let's just do that. Sting and Darby Allen defeat Starks and Big Bill. They're the AW Tag Team Champions. Sting has won a title in every promotion he's been in except for WWE. Congratulations.
1: Congratulations to Sting. Uh, you know, it was a tornado match, so they were able to put a lot of bells and whistles, and it wouldn't be a Sting tag match if he didn't jump off the balcony. And that's what he did. Um... Yeah, you know, it was, it was a good match. You know, Darby does his stuff. Sting picks his spots, and they won the championship. Big, big crowd reaction for them. Good for them. And uh, then the Young Bucks came out, all dressed in white, Nicholas and Matthew. And uh, Darby gets busted open. He just bleeds all over both of them. So it was a very strong visual to end the show, and uh, you know, adds a a good hook for this match. You know, makes it a little more personal. Actually, makes some stakes involved. You add the titles to it, and I think there's going to be genuine you know, discussion on what to do. Do you have sting retire as champion or do you have the go out on your look? back, brother? Yeah. You have the new look bucks, beat them and, you know, send them off into the sunset.
0: Do it. Let them be three time tag champs. Yeah. I'll say why not. Um, all right, that's going to do it. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we will be back with the podcast tomorrow, uh, to recap, the press conference. We're going to do a. There's been a lot of emergency podcasts. I don't think we're going to call it that. We're, we'll it'll just be another podcast. We'll be around for like 15 minutes to talk about whatever happens at this WrestleMania press conference. uh Thank you guys so much. As always, be safe and say dangerous. If
1: anything happens, if we might just happens. blow this out of blow this out of proportion. Nothing yes. happens
0: well, well, we'll we'll still talk about it. Be safe and stay
1: dangerous. Time we move for the
0: part. We on the radio was wrestling. Times aggression. Here's the feeling in the pool. Get the lesson. And if you wanna prove it to you now. Here's the feeling in the time and everything that we did Listen to the senators connecting it Moving on everything that's pronunciating Everything we did in the time now with the testament Here is the feeling when we live on the stage and Everything we do turning the page Nobody doesn't like us The feeling when we move we are excited Elite podcasting I know you like it The bullet feel us The bullet cast, uh, feel us The bullet uh, feel us uh, uh, Elite podcasting This has been the Bulletcast. Thank you for listening.